People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. You're listening to Fine Music Radio, and this is Rodney Trudgeon, welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note. Now, guitarist James Grace and pianist Rocco de Villiers bring a unique and unlikely collaboration of two musicians, different in personality, style, dress, hair, and age. But they meet in the middle of the musical and theatrical landscape in which they are immersed. Throughout this journey, they pause at destinations from Spain to Swellendam, Bach to Bourteville, Mexico to Mondior, and Bethlehem to Bethlehem in the Free State. It's called Five Nights in November, celebrating hope, happiness, heritage, and history, facilitated by playing, teasing, storytelling, and reflection. Five nights, two musicians, and one vision, and it all opens this week at the Theatre on the Bay on the 15th, and it just has a short run to the 18th of November. Now, I've managed to get Rocco de Villiers into the studio to talk about this production, and also you will know that the South African pianist and entertainer Rocco de Villiers has released 13 CDs, three Best of Collections albums of his work over the last 22 years, two cocktail books, a live DVD, and he's written and produced 35 <laughs> instrumental stage productions, among many others. Rocco de Villiers, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. And it's, it's, it's strange to hear someone reading the press release and my CV. <laughs> I have to tell you. Did I read it okay? No, absolutely. But, but you know, I, it's, it's a funny thing, and this is not showing off, but when you hear someone reading that, you realize how much you've done. Mm. But during lockdown, I decided that all my whole career, which was a big part before we, we went digital, I decided to digitize my whole career, Rodney. And, you know, when once we've done everything, it fitted into an Ola um, ice cream box. <laughs> and a bit of a come down. You I might. know. And I thought, <laughs> oh, goodness, have I worked for 25 years to fit into an Ola ice cream box? Well, you see, but I guess that is that's digital is. for you. That's <laughs> digital for you. We become so small. We do. And you know those little flash drive things? Yes. The fact that you can fit a whole film or CDs and box sets on one little flash astonishes me. And then, of course, artificial intelligence, which is now the thing. Oh, dear. Um, Let's not go there. Someone asked me the other day if they ever decide to make a movie, not that I think I'm that important or, you know, the thing to make a movie. Who must play it? And I said, definitely not an avatar. I'll be my own avatar. But, Rocco, I want to talk to you about your show. But I also want to talk to you about your career. It's been a long time since we've yes. chatted. In fact, I looked it up in my book, my little black book, and you were last here on People of Note in 2015, which was a long time ago. Wow. So there's lots of catching up to do. But I'm most intrigued um, by this thing I read uh, so beautifully for you about <laughs> teasing um, in personality, style, dress, hair, and age. I think you and James certainly could not be more different. You know, James with his sort of 
elegant. I look. know, right? And you, you with your your gym look. You know, we we have a conversation. It's very funny. Uh, uh, James he speaks English very very well, and sort of uh, um, when I met him the first time long ago, I thought this man is putting on. You could no one speaks like this. It's <laughs> not Dame Judy Dench. Who are you? But the, th- the thing is, because I'm from the Free State, and you know, I'm the Eastern Free State. We're not used to a lot. So when you hear that kind of English, then I go the opposite. Then I sound more like Benoni. So by the end of our conversation, you can have two more different. But we are different, you know. And that seems to be with the strength. You, you're playing on that as Absolutely. a strength in this production. James' hair, I've got no hair. He's young, I'm old. He's pretty, I'm just myself. He's heterosexual. I'm, uh, I very often don't know where I fit into the LGBTQIA+. plus. He, them, they are, were. You know, I was saying to someone the other day, with all this non-binary new uh, uh, rules of pro, I know that the word borgau now means something completely different. But <laughs> that is true. But where was I? We are very <laughs> different. <laughs> you see, you've made yourself laugh now. But how did it come about? Did James phone you? Did you phone James? I phoned James. How did James. it actually come about? But for very, very many, many years, in fact, Peter Turin himself long ago said to me, I think you and James must do something together. I think um, you're very popular, both of you. You have a big audience. People will like it. It'll be different, and people will be attracted to that difference um, from the instruments that we play to all those things that you just um, read. Um, and then I left it because, you know, James is at university. I tour um, so much. This year I'm doing 106 performances. So I'm all over the country. Yeah, I'm quite exhausted. <laughs> and I go to small places, to places that you've even not heard of, places mm-hmm. like Michdol and Leodoringstadt. But I go every place with a city hall, school hall, side hall, church hall, LARPA, outside toilet, Bedouin tent, I'm there. They give me <laughs> enough money. Okay. But anyway, so, and then I left it. And earlier this year, for, for a year now, I've been doing lots of Buddha music because I grew up with Buddha music. My dad played um, uh, concertina. And when we finished the run in Johannesburg, um, we were thinking of bringing the Buddha music to, to um, Theatre on the Bay, but it didn't quite sit right for me. So Peter said... Do you remember when I told you about you and James? And I said, yes, I do remember. And I phoned James and he um, answered and he said, it will be lovely. But what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. But what is the title? He said, the title is Five Nights in November. What are we going to do in the show? We'll figure it out. And I said, most importantly, what are we going to wear? So that's all sorted out now. <laughs> we're in rehearsal. <laughs> okay. Now, we're going to come to that show. And I want you to tell me a little bit more about the show. But first of all, your first piece of music, Joni Mitchell, um, both sides now. And why have you chosen this, Rocco? Um, I am on, I don't know what, what one's call it, a, a, a pluck or a trip or a, a mission. I've very concerned about global warming and what human beings are doing to the earth. I mean, just driving to the studio today, the mountains of plastic that I see is scary and it breaks my heart. But I think we've lost the the war 
against plastic. We're not going to win that. But we can do something, you know, about biodegradable. But the reason why I chose that piece is I'm a big, very big fan of Joni Mitchell. And her, one of her very big first hits was in the 1970s, and it was called Big Yellow Taxi. And I think the words were, we, we broke down paradise to put up a parking lot. And we took the trees down, we put them in the tree museum, and now people have to pay to go and look at a tree in a museum. And she was one of the first artists who realized that as an artist she had a voice to speak about what human beings are doing to uh, um, um, Mother Earth. Uh, and then when I was listening and deciding on the music for this, I listened to um, Big Yellow Taxi. But then my second favorite song of hers is um, Both Sides Now, which is a complex song about love lost when you get older, you're more cynical, <laughs> you know. Uh, you don't trust people that much, and you think about love and relationship differently. It, uh, you think it's important, but it's also not important. And that song is both sides now. And on her last recording, um, last album that she made, she's she's uh, old now. Um, she recorded this with a full orchestra, and the arrangement was just haunting and so beautiful. Rows and flows of angel hair And ice cream castles in the air And feather canyons everywhere Looked at clouds that way But now they only block the sun They rain and they snow on everyone So many things I would have done But clouds guard in my way I've looked at clouds from both sides now From up and down And still somehow It's cloud illusions I recall I really don't know clouds Moons and Jews and Ferris wheels The dizzy dancing way that you feel As every fairy tale comes through I've looked at love that way But now it's just another show and you leave them laughing when you go And if you can, don't let them know Don't give yourself away I've looked at love 
both sides now From the give and take Still somehow It's love's illusions that I recall I really don't know love Really don't know love at all Tears and fears and feeling proud To say I love you right out loud Dreams and schemes And circus crowns I've looked at life that way Oh, but now, old friends They're acting strange And they shake their heads And they tell me that I've changed Well, something's lost But something's gained In living Every day I look at life from both sides now From win and lose And still somehow it's life's illusions I recall I really don't know life It's life's illusions that I recall I really don't know life That's Joni Mitchell, Both Sides Now, complete with orchestra, as you heard there. And it was the first choice of my guest on People of Note this week. And that's Rocco de Villiers, the entertainer, pianist, and a number of other things which we shall discover. But the reason you hear, the main reason, is for the show that you're going to be doing with James Grace at the Theatre on the Bay this week, starting, in fact, on the 15th and running just till the 18th. And it's called Five Nights in November. And you said um, you had a chat about what you're going to wear and all that. But first of all, let's talk about the music. What sort of structure? What can we expect? Um, uh, Rodney, when, when we had our first conversation um, on WhatsApp um, about the material of the show, it was uh, James and I both agreed that 
we don't want a concept show. We don't want to show that this is about the islands. You know, people very often, this, this show is about that or mm. about that. A concept, a, as you say. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a concept. It's a collection of music. So that's why he decided on the title Five Nights because then we're not, you know, blocked into what that it has to fit into the, the idea. So what we did was we chose categories of music that we both like. I have to say, James, who speaks Shakespeare and I speak Benoni, he was the one <laughs> who insisted that we have, to, the, we must have a section in the show that's only Afrikaans music. Oh, really? Yes. James suggested yes, that. Yes, absolutely. He was very adamant on that. And he said, well, I will only do the show if we do this. So we chose three pieces. And the one is one of the oldest, oldest Afrikaans um, folk songs, Sari Marie. My goodness. Yeah, we're doing a beautiful version of that. Um, and then we're doing a piece of Buddha music. And then we With do, James. Yes. It's fantastic. <laughs> I have to tell you, it's interesting that you say with James, because when I said to him, I want, if you want Afrikaans, we must do the Buddha music thing. He said, I can play anything. And I thought, okay, well, good for you. And he can play anything and everything. He's very, very good and quick. Um, it's fantastic. Um, so we're doing that, and then we're doing a beautiful piece by Kunida Villiers, Karuenach, which is mm -hmm. one of the I iconic Afrikaans songs. So that's the, the Afrikaans section. And then, of course, we're going to do uh, a Spanish Latin. Because yes, that's with James. His, yeah, that's yeah. his forte. And we're doing a, a tango that I wrote called A Tango for Two Saints, which I'm not going to tell the story. You have to come to the show to hear why it's called A Tango for Two Saints. <laughs> Um, and we're doing two other Latin pieces. We're doing some things from musicals and some from film, of course. You know, there's the beautiful Cavatina. There's uh, um, oh, there's so uh, much so there's beautiful so things in it. Mm. And it, it's so nice to play it with piano and guitar. A lot of people said, you know, my, my, my musician friends, don't you think the guitar and the piano will get into each other's hair? Why? But we, it doesn't because we arrange the music in such a way that we always stay, you know, there's enough space for him to do things and for, for me. Um, so it's the, all that kind of music. And then um, there's a couple of categories that is... Uh, that I said we have to have and we have to play some pop music so we're playing some music of Madonna and if you remember one of her big hits my favorite she's on tour at the moment in the world so I cannot go and see her in Lisbon but we'll bring it here to Theatre on the Bay we're doing La Isla Bonita <laughs> and he plays it so beautiful. But now, um, Rocco, who did the arrangements? Did you both collaborate we, on yes, the arrangements for piano together. guitar? Um, we did it together. And it, it was much easier because, you know, both James and I, we have very particular styles and mm. how we play. And uh, very different. As we've absolutely. Been because yeah. James is, you know, he's still very much in the classical world, which is a fantastic thing. I've not left that world, but I sort of departed in a way because my new music is very much pop music, you know, that I play with guitars and, and my band. But it was wonderful to work with him because 
I remember when I was at university and I didn't want to study music because I thought it was wasting my time. I wanted to spend all my time on my band that I had at university called Small Problem. We played in the basement of the Bloemfontein Hotel for vodka and a plate of food. And I remember when I had that band, I thought, I'm wasting my time here. But now, 30, 40 years after I studied music, I realized now that I'm working with James, the one thing that I learned at university in studying music was boundaries and to be on time and do things correct and stick to the script. Don't go all over the show. And now that I'm thinking of that and I think of my own music, which is pop, now I realize without knowing I'm using all that in my own music. Sort of almost subconsciously. Absolutely. Because it's there. My own music, even if it's, it's, it's pop music and some pop rock instrumental, it's very structured. You know, I'm a guitar player, and I work with a wonderful violinist called Liz Alleru, and and they know now. We rehearse those things, and even though it's pop music, we play the same thing every night. Don't come with funny things here. Improvisation. No, and no, 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 no. It's yeah, not yeah. that kind of music. There are people who do improvisation, and they're very good, but that's not what I do. So we, we I approach, and, and as I say, I realize that now, I approach my own popular music like classical music yeah. and it's a wonderful thing and that's a wonderful thing for me to work with James that we are disciplined and I like that because discipline on stage makes you feel safe mm, that's a good way and I've heard actors say that as well Absolutely. If, if there's a discipline if you follow the script you, you feel safe and also when you, when you share a stage with, with someone else if mm. you're not disciplined you make them nervous because they don't know what's going to happen yes. you know, I'm not yes. a Stand-up comedian. Well, today I'm a sit-down comedian. How <laughs> do you think so? <laughs> and listen, just quickly, will you be talking to the audience oh, as well? A both lot, of you? Rodney. We've got a lot to say. Okay, about I've, the pieces you'll be oh, playing. Oh, yeah, and I've got a lot of jokes. Okay, so yeah. it's an entertainment. Oh, absolutely. It's yes. not only music because we're scared people are going to fall asleep. You know, this <laughs> no. is not a city hall. This is a theatre with life. Is it structured in two acts or do you do one no, act? No, it's one, you do um, one, one hour, um, 70, 80 minutes with all the sections interleading. And maybe we'll go off and then the other one will have a solo spot so that I can come back with another jacket. <laughs> right. Yes, I want to talk about your clothes. But first of all, your next piece of music. Now, this is Rachmaninoff's second piano concerto. You specifically want Juja Wang, the sort of glamorous pianist who comes <laughs> with the shortest skirts. <laughs> She's a revolution. The first time that I that I saw her perform was on YouTube, and I came across this wonderful Chinese girl who played. Um, I can't remember what it was that you played. Oh, it was Prokofiev, the third piano concert. And I thought, this is, no one can play this fast. It is impossible. This is a machine that I'm watching here. <laughs> and she is like a machine. But what I like about her is that she pre- represents a modern culture. She's not, okay, I play classical music, therefore I have to wear frilly dresses. She's not like that. Um, she is, wears like gym clothes when she's rehearsing. She's in the streets. Her pictures are, are that of a pop star. And I think, in a way, she's doing the same for classical piano that 
Pavarotti did for opera. For opera. Okay. I think she's taking it to people. A friend of mine has seen her recently um, in Washington, and he said it was incredible, Rocco. It was like watching a pop star. People jump up and go hysterical. They, have, they need bounces after the show because she's so popular. And, and it, I think it, it makes young people think, wow, this is what classical music can be. She brought it into the 21st century. little bit what I think Sia Kulisi did for rugby in South Africa and made it a thing for everybody. For everybody. Good, good, good point, Rocker. And also, as you said, she plays rather well. I know. You, you <laughs> can look at that skirt, but when she starts, it's all about the music. And I hope my show with James will also be that all the jokes and things will be Ultimately about the music. Absolutely, because that is what we do. Yeah. Well, this is now the last part, the last five minutes or so of Rachmaninoff's second piano concerto with Jojo Wang. Fantastic. And the listeners must listen to the speed at which I don't think that even that metronome could keep up.
That was part, as you heard, a tremendously exciting finale of the third movement of Rachmaninoff's second piano concerto with the young Juja Wang as the soloist there and proving, as you said, Rocco, she can play. Mm. Gosh, she can play. My guest is Rocco de Villiers, and we're talking about their show, Rocco and James Grace, who are playing at the Theatre on the Bay from the 15th to the 18th of November. And the show is called Five Nights in November, unlike your show with Richard Koch, which had a rather <laughs> curious title. How did that come about, what? Rocco Cocco? You know what? Uh, I did the Starlight Classics in Johannesburg, and Richard was, of course, the conductor. And for that show, just when my album came out, um, Gord Brook Lankas, which is shorts and long socks, I, for the entire show, I had shorts on with really long socks. And um, Richard had these, got himself, because of me, these socks with a rooster on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So we did this show, and the last night he came into my dressing room and he said, it was fantastic, because we, without planning talking about improvising, we just made jokes with these, each other in front of 9,000 people. It mm -hmm. was wonderful. And they probably loved it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And Richard can, can be naughty and he's quick and clever <laughs> yes. and very funny. <laughs> and uh, after the last, before we did three performances at the Johannesburg Country Club, he came into my dressing room and I said, he said, I think we must do a show together. And I said, Richard, but what are we going to do? I play piano and you conduct. He said, I don't know. We'll figure it out along the way, but I know that we're going to premiere at the um, uh, 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 National Arts Festival in Makana, and the show will be called Rocco Coco. Oh, so Richard came up with that Oh, title. absolutely. Now, he came up with it, and it inspired me. Last year, my, my first in Afrikaans um, poetry book came out, and I wrote a, a very beautiful poem about him. It's a short poem, Rodney. It just says, for Richard Cock. Beloved South African conductor. Just his surname, but so much more. Oh, that's very nice. And you wrote it in Afrikaans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now, okay, and then that worked well because I know Richard sends his name up all the time. Once at the um, Hermanus Arts Festival, he did a whole one-hour show on his name <laughs> and the various jokes about his name. But uh, that now brings me you dress sense between you and James <laughs> is vastly different. James dresses like an absolute gentleman. You dress like not like a gentleman. <laughs> oh, I just have to say, Richard and I are coming back to to, to Cape Town next year in March mm -hmm. at the City Hall to do um, two shows of our show um, Rock Over Beethoven with, no. his, with, the, with the orchestra, um, which we were going to do in 2020, and we were rehearsing when they announced that lockdown started and they gave us 20 minutes to leave the city hall. Wow. So now we're bringing it back. Oh, so that's next yeah. year, something to look yeah. forward to. So, uh, yes, we are different, and I know um, I'm not quite sure what you make of the fact that you said James dresses like a gentleman, <laughs> but he does. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> no, exactly. Here you are sitting in a T-shirt and shorts, <laughs> having just come from gym. I know. James would have been here for some time. Since. Yes. I have nice clothes, but I was a jump. So, um, we decided, James is very funny at one of our. He's got a lovely things. sense of humor. He said, um, I said, uh, James, let's quickly discuss what we're going to wear. He said, oh, Rock, I was thinking last night, we must just stick to our personalities. And then I knew it was coming, and he said, Well, I think I'll just wear black, and then you can just wear. 
black as well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so we are both in black. But are you really? So that's yes, happening. Yeah, but um, my my costume is a little bit different to his. <laughs> and the big question is, will you be wearing shorts? Because that seems now to be a trademark of yours. Um, I've got shorts here. We'll see how what it, how, you know, because I also don't want to be a clown next to him. Mm-hmm. It's also it's silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I because as you said, it's about the music, of course. But there is an element of entertainment. Yes, and but I also have to be myself. You mm-hmm. know, I, I spent. 25 years of my career to find out who Rocco is. I can't let it go now because of Five Nights in November. (laughs) I have to stick to that. So um, apart from the costume and what we are uh, wearing, I'm so excited about the show. It's Mm -hmm. been coming for so many, many years. It just I, I have to say I've been quite taken by the whole concept because when James told me, I actually thought he was sending me up. He said, Rocco de Villiers and I... And I said, surely not. You're trying to be like Richard Cock and Rocco. And if so, what would you call it? So he smiled, a sort of enigmatic smile. <laughs> and now that I've spoken to him more about the show and seen the publicity material, I'm really quite intrigued. It's mm. going to be quite a night at the theatre. It's, it's, it's a simple show visually. We don't have a set because we want to put, still put the focus on the music. But we have beautiful lights um, that we're doing and, and what we, we speak about. I think it's very interesting. It's not only jokes. We, you know, we have to, people have to leave the theater with some. A smile on their yeah. face. And also very often not a smile and think about what happened. That is, mm. after all, the, the, the role that theater plays in society. Exactly, to make yeah. you think and maybe yeah. sometimes to shed a tear yeah. as well as laugh. So let's have another piece of music. Now, Harry Belafontaine. I love Christmas music, and Harry Belafonte, of course, passed away earlier this year. And when people ask me who or what kind of Christmas song is your favorite, I always say um, my favorite is uh, Mary's Boy Child. And then um, my friends who are not Christian or don't know the, the Christian faith at all will ask me, why do you like that song? And and my my answer is always that the song, if you listen to the words, it says everything about what Christiana be- believes. It's about a boy that's born, and one day he will save the world and become a king. It's as simple as that. Mm. There's mm-hmm. nothing more about angels and trumpets and, and all that. That is the story. But this version of Harry Belafonte I find extremely beautiful. It's gentle, and of course that very, very distinctive sound that he had. Long time ago in Bethlehem So the Holy Bible say Mary's boy child Jesus Christ was born on Christmas Day. Hark now, hear the angels sing, a new king born today. And man will live forevermore because of Christmas Day. While shepherds watched their flock by night 
Them see a bright new shining star Them hear a choir sing The music seem to come from afar Now Joseph and his wife Mary Come to Bethlehem that night Them find no place to born she child Not a single room was in sight Hark now hear the angels sing A new king born today And man will live forevermore Because of Christmas Day By and by them find a little nook In a stable all forlorn And in a manger cold and dark Mary's little boy was born Hark now hear the angels sing A new king born today And man will live forevermore Because of Christmas Day. What a lovely voice. He had oh. such a lovely voice. Harry Belafonte there with Mary's and I, boy And child. I also think, Rodney, he did so much politically for for He did. For, for people. You Very know, much he, so. He but in a nice people. way. Not oh, in absolutely. A, not in a vicious way. No, no, no. Way. no. He was political, but but using his music and his position in a gentle way. Yeah. You know. So my guest is Rocco de Villiers, and we're talking mostly about the show that they're going to be doing, James and James Grace and Rocco, at Theatre on the Bay from the fifteenth to the eighteenth of November, called Five Nights in November. But you do so much else. You know, you said I was reading the press release here at the beginning, which I was the blurb, as they call it. But just looking at you, if if you look yourself up. If I look you up on the website, you have so many things. And one thing that struck me was touch involving visits to old age homes. Tell me a little bit more about that and how it came into being. Um, you know, my mom was in her, I grew up in Harry Smith, the free state, and my mom was in the old age home, the Eliza Little. And um, you, uh, I, my sister and I looked after her. But as funds became nothing for these institutions, I realized one day I walked in there after, you know, when she passed to go and say, because I have to say, uh, Rodney, people, you know, people very often say, oh, you're an angel. You know who are angels? The people who work for hospice and looking after old people. That is a whole yeah, yeah. other level of commitment and, and seeing these things. Um. And I walked into the old age home when she was gone already to go and fetch some of her stuff. And I got that feeling that this is like the SBCA. These people are like animals in little cages, you know. And once a day, if there's no staff, they wheel them out into the sun. 
And a funny thing then, um, when Whitey Basson was still the CEO of ShopRite Checkers 10 years ago, he asked me to do a show um, with other artists, a, a fundraiser for old age homes. And afterwards, Whitey came to me and he said, I think you were the most popular today in the show. Um, come and see me t- tomorrow morning. I've got a proposal. And I went to his office and he said, ShopRite Checkers wants you to travel through South Africa. We will give you a car and a petrol card. And, 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 you know. So when, when you go to a show, like if I go to George to go and do a big show the, that evening, then that morning I will fly in early and I go just for half an hour. Um, talk to them and if there's a piano I play piano and it's an incredible thing how that changes people who are like little animals in, 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 in cages how they come alive and how it triggers their past and their memory and it's all through music um, and then of course uh, lockdown came and I was about to register it as a, as a um, non-profit organization. And I was thinking, what will I call it? And I realized the one thing that's now completely gone during lockdown and the pandemic was touch. And the desire that, that the elderly and the senior citizens, and all that they want is for someone to touch them. And it was all gone, and I think a lot of people in old age homes and retirement villages, died because of that, because they missed that. We all just want someone to touch and say it's okay. And, and then I registered it during um, um, the pandemic, and I, and I called it, and I still carry on. I think um, uh, what you got from my website is a bit out, outdated. I think we're closer to 300 um, institutions. Institutions, gosh, yeah. it is a lot. Yes, it's, yeah. it's 160 and, and, here. And it's a wonderful thing. You know, very often I... I go to these places and then afterwards they will give me a little envelope with a couple of thousand rand. <laughs> but I, of course, I never take that. You know, mm. I'd rather use it for someone's food because we have no idea what, wh- how the world has changed um, in terms of the pandemic with older people and people leaving South Africa, of course. And the other devastating uh, figure is that we are now sitting in South Africa also because of medical uh, world, we're sitting with three generations who are already at retirement age. Wow. Gosh. And we are also, I think it was more than 14,000 people in South Africa over the age of 102. And that's going to become a problem because in a country where we don't have financial backing for those people and these institutions with no money, What's going to happen? Hmm. It's it's a dark, dark little cloud. But that doesn't mean I must not go and lighten them up for half Absolutely. an hour. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing to do with your gift that you have as a musician. Touch. Is it now your company? Um, yes. Checkers is not yeah, helping they're not. Okay. Well, when White They started left, it, yes. Yes, but now I carry on and I've got people who help me in funding. But you do so much. You've produced many television series. Um, you've done MC work all <laughs> apart from your music yeah but it's really quite extraordinary so I, th- I think you know in South Africa one does all of that because you also need to do that 
um, to survive. It, my career is now in another place where I can only do shows and then mm-hmm. be okay. But these other things I'm interested in. I want to do more books. I want to record more music, and I want to do other things. You know, and if I do, if I don't do that, I decided to have a career in entertainment. So then, just do it. And they also say you're a collector of single malt. Oh, single malt let's not start. It's too early in the day. <laughs> you loved baked pudding. <laughs> I love single malts, especially the ones from the island. Yes. The PT ones. Yes. Like yes, Lafroig yes. and Lagavulin. Why didn't you bring one here to the studio? Because, because that's what I like, the PT ones as well. Because I, 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 next time I will definitely, if the <laughs> interview is after six at night. <laughs> but today I was at gym. I don't think it will be very cool if, if there's a bottle of single malt falling out of my virgin active bag no, no, <laughs> let's just take another quick song uh, Rocco Grey Gardens Will You what is this about it's one of my favorite musicals ever it is about a family in, in America where they lost their inheritance but the mother and the daughter stays on in um, it's the Bouvier family who was connected to um, Jackie O and and then um, the mother and, and, and daughter, they stay on in the house, but with nothing. And then they live this life to pretend that they are still rich. And isn't that the best plot <laughs> is, yes. ever for a musical? And the daughter wants to leave at the end of the first act. Um, and she's supposed to sing a song. And... Um, but she doesn't. She want to get. She wants to get away from her mother. Of course, in the second act, she's back because she's so locked into that world, and that codependence story that she can't. And the, this song, um, uh, wonderfully performed. I saw it live in New York by Christine Ebersole. Um, it's the first end of the first act where she tells the guest that she has now, and the daughter's now got to do a performance, but she's left. She's gone. So she's got to entertain these people and hope her daughter will come back to sing the song so that it looks grand like it was 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Grey Gardens. I'd like to commence our little tribute to young love with one of our all-time favorites. Gould, will you? of winter dawn 
She's slipped away for the moment. The guest of honor, she's missing in action. <laughs> Nerves, I'm sure. But she won't be gone for long. I just know it. Why, just look at the garden. The sound of the ocean. And all of you here, all of you come to celebrate Edie. My little Edie. Why, I've no doubt any minute she'll come breezing down the stairs. Or surprise us, maybe patio doors because I ask you who could ever bear to leave song called Will You from the show Grey Gardens. And my guest here on People of Note is Rocco de Villiers. We're really close to the end of the program now, Rocco. So just let's um, recap. Your show called Five Nights in November with James Grace yes. opens on Thursday. On uh, Wednesday. On Wednesday the 15th, 15th. yes. It's the 15th. Yeah. Yeah. And runs until the 18th, i.e. five nights. Yes, with um, two shows on, on Saturday. We've got a matinee. Okay. And it's at Theatre on the Bay in Camps Bay, and tickets are available at web tickets. So um, you said, I think earlier you said you're very, very busy. You're doing a lot. And is that continuing? Are you a very busy chappy? Yes, I am. As I said this year, I did 106 performances. And next year, I, um, my year is sort of plotted up until April. Mm-hmm. We might, because what, you've, what we've realized is 20 years ago, you could quickly do a show and then fill it up. It's different now. If, if my show is in January and February, you've got to start in November already to let people know. Otherwise, it's, because you know everyone's on the beach. Yes. The sunglasses. <laughs> the theatre on the beach. The theater last the thing that they want the to know is about where Rocco is performing. Oh, <laughs> no, they, man, they're not no, interested no. in that. And we play your music here on, I particularly like your La Scala CD. Yes, ends, but I know. Now, Thank you. We haven't had any of your music yet, and now you've chosen a piece to end called Ekfermissio. It is a piece that I wrote during um, um, the pandemic. I have a fantastic friend in, in Bloemfontein. She has got to do, uh, she works in news and international news, and she's, uh, her name is Anna, and Anna is very clever with words. And sometimes on a, on a 
Saturday night, you will send me a WhatsApp that says, Ek vermis jou, which is not, I miss you, but vermis in English is something like um, when someone is missing, a missing person. And I thought it was so poignant and so clever to say that to someone, when you miss them to a level where you think they are missing. Mm, that's interesting. And then during lockdown, um, her dad passed away from that terrible virus. And one night on a Friday, I asked Anna, I wrote her a WhatsApp and I said, Anna, how do you feel about your dad? And she said, Ek vermis my pa. So my dad, is. I miss him so much that I feel like I want to report him at the police as a missing person. I can't find him. And that is from my last album, which is a digital album um, called My Hande is My Randa, My Hands are My Rands. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Rocco, it's been lovely talking to you. Rocco de Villiers, you can see him and James Grace at Theatre on the Bay, 15 to 18 November. Rocco, thanks as we play Thank you, and thank you for for Fine Music Radio, and never stop playing beautiful classical music. We never will.
People of Note on Fine Music Radio was proudly brought to you by Peter Turin Productions.